Hey, what's going on? It's Stokely from Sauce on the Lay. I don't even have anything to say, you know. I don't have much of all to say. I'm just talking. But, you know, sometimes we lie to ourselves, including myself. And when I talk about, you know, stuff, a lot of times, you know, I try not to speak in absolutes. And uh, if I say people are doing something, that means it's highly likely that that's a parameter or that's a feature or that's a characteristic that I have also. So all these fallibilities or all these um, inadequacies I share those same well some of them some of them because I'm never gonna say all like I say I don't speak in absolutes I don't co-sign everything and I don't denounce every single thing definitely some things that I'm not associated or affiliated or whatever you want to call it with um, now I don't know, man. <laughs> the um, uh, we delude ourselves. I was just looking at, you know, <laughs> doom scrolling, as they say. As much as I demonize <clears throat> and condemn um, social media, I'm on it all the time. Um, I was looking at a post of um, from a newspaper article. And it asks people either to write in or, I don't know, sometimes these things can be fabricated, who knows. But people were talking about uh, their relationships and they were talking about some of their relationship issues specifically. They were saying that the people who they were <laughs> in a quote-unquote relationship with were not publicly um, posting pictures of them on their profiles uh, and uh, in one instance <laughs> in one strange instance the lady said that the gentleman not only does he not post pictures of her on his social media whenever they go out in public he puts on his COVID mask um, which is <laughs> but at the same time, he's posting videos of himself having fun without his mask on when she's not around. So it's nothing funny really about it when it's occurring or happening to you. It's not funny. I'm not trivializing it because she's, you know, definitely um, uh, incensed or she's definitely um, going through some stress regarding this. Now, another instance was uh, a young, well, I guess he's a young man. I don't remember how old he was. No, he's not that young. He's about my age. So it's a guy around my age, and he's um, he's financing a young lady's education, allegedly. And um, she and, and, and he believes that he is in a relationship of some kind with this young lady but when she introduced him to her family she introduced him as her friend now you know some people uh, their family is conservative so you can't really come and say oh this is my boyfriend or girlfriend so you know maybe, maybe that's why she said that who knows um, but the interpretation was that she doesn't want to acknowledge him as her um, partner to anyone publicly. 
And then, additionally, he went into her phone, which I think is inappropriate, and saw that she mentioned him. She said that she can't really. She she's not pleased with his aesthetic, but she maintains, you know, whatever relationship or whatever with him, because he finances her education. So, the evidence was clear to him. The evidence was clear to the previous lady of what is going on. And uh, still, they're writing into the newspaper, sharing their experience, and still engaging that person um, as if they are a romantic interest. So, what else? What else do they? What, you know, I mean, ultimately, we know what they're writing in the paper for. They don't need a conclusive. They don't need conclusive evidence. They need to be liberated. They need to be liberated, physically liberated. It's not that they don't have the facts. They have the facts. The gentleman that looked into the young lady's phone who he's financing, uh, he looked into her phone and he got the facts. But guess what? He's not going anywhere. He's still there, right? So there is a wage that he's being paid. He's either being paid a psychological wage or he's being paid a physical wage, which we can, you know, we can only imply and infer. And I don't want to get, you know, too graphic. So he's being compensated in the way that he wants to be compensated, which is, like I said, it's either physical or psychological. So he endures because he's being satiated and he's being uh, whatever. He's getting something out of it. Whether it's status, like I said, physical pleasure, psychological, dopamine release. Maybe he feels like a, a real man maintaining a woman. Maybe he feels uh, like he's uh, responsible and domineering and he's a savior. He feels like he's a hero. Uh, whatever he feels like, it's his wage, which causes him to endure the conditions. Now, I'm not a woman, so I can't assume, I can't fathom why a woman, if she has an issue with the man not publicly acknowledging her or claiming her, as we say in, in the African-American community, if the man is not claiming her um, publicly on social media, and in the public, in the personal public, not just on social media, digitally, but in real life. And she still maintains that connection, still maintains the, the quote-unquote relationship, or as people say now, situationship. She's still there. That means she's getting something out of it. There's something she's getting out of it. Either it's familiarity, it solves her loneliness, it gives her some... Uh, sense of value to say that she's in a relationship, quote unquote. There is some exchange taking place. Every relationship is transactional. 
you're getting something, I'm getting something. Even if you're getting tortured. Even if I'm torturing you and you're still staying there, that means you're getting something or you're staying under duress, which is a crime, which is, you know, basically kidnapping. Or you're staying because of your own moral and social boundaries or cultural boundaries. You know, just like I'm pretty sure there's some religions and some cultures that don't have divorce in it. So, you know, people have to endure abuse for basically the rest of their lives, for the rest of their natural lives for 40, 50, 60, 70 years. Imagine that, right? So anyhow, I'm not questioning somebody else's religion and their moral whatever. So that's their religion. I can't really dictate to them what they're going to do. I, to, From my perspective, it's an injustice. But, okay, so according to that culture, according to some cultures, there's no out. And this out is reinforced by the social construct, the social order, your social group. Your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, your neighbor, your boss, your cousin, your uncle. They're all part of this order. They're all part of this culture. And they reinforce it. And you reinforce it also. And you're a participant. And you're a willing participant in your own captivity. You're a willing participant in your own torture. Um, this is why... <laughs> this is why, you know, like people say... Uh, what, was it Martin Luther King that said, Mine is a terrible thing to waste? Or, uh, you know, there's somebody that says, as a man think it, so is he. Or, uh, you know, uh, kill the head and the body follows or whatever the case may be. You know, or um, or ba uh, Bob Marley. Bob Marley has a perfect phrase. Uh, most people are okay with Bob Marley. So if I quote Bob Marley, I don't think it should affect my capital. So Bob Marley says, emancipate yourself from mental slavery. So... When you're a willing participant in your own captivity, that means your mind has been conquered already. The ideas that have been implanted in you are making you, you're captive to those thoughts. You're captive to that culture or whatever the case may be. Um, especially, let's say, if you live in America where America is, uh, I'm going to say America is the land of the free. Land of, America has a lot of freedoms. So we don't, the government isn't going to reinforce your religious or cultural um, barriers, parameters that are put on you because you're free to practice any religion you want and the government doesn't interfere for the most part. Um, except for, you know, the government will not reinforce polygamy. The government is against that. Um, that's illegal. But there's a lot of other things, you know. Um, I think female genital mutilation is 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 uh, should be illegal if it's not. But you know, yeah, there's some religious practices you can't, you know, that 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 are not going to be permitted. Uh, but for the most part, when it comes to situations such as divorce or whatever, um, that's not the case. But anyhow, these people were just dating. They're just uh, they're they're dating. They're not married legally on on paper. Uh, I don't think any one of these people who um, spoke are even cohabitating. So, you know, um, they're in a unique position. Now, none of the people who 
newspaper relayed as if they were under duress or under any threat of violence or anything like that. Uh, for instance, the gentleman who was maintaining the woman or paying her bills or paying her um, college tuition, she lives with her parents. He doesn't live with her. Um, that doesn't mean that she can't threaten him or whatever the case may be. Um, the woman with the man that wears the mask every time he's around her or whenever they go out, they don't cohabitate either. So, they're in, oh, okay, I'm beeping people now. They're in a rare, well, they're in a different position than people who are married and restricted by their cultural, whatever the case may be. They're already, um, whatever quote-unquote, living in sin, fornicators, whatever you want to say. Uh, that's what religious people would say. Now, um, the evidence is already there for them, but they're enjoying their suffering. They're enjoying the torture, and they're there participating in their own torture somewhat, you know. Like I said, in the case of domestic violence, that's not the same. That's duress. That's a crime. That's you being forced to be there under the threat of violence. Now, you know, if these people genuinely are not under duress and genuinely want to get out and genuinely aren't getting a psychological wage or exchange from the situation, then why are they there? They are getting a wage from it. So they lie to themselves. And it doesn't matter if the evidence is right there in front of their face. It doesn't change anything. They're not going anywhere. They're getting what they want. They're used to the toxicity. So that goes back to a situation or a phenomenon that they call trauma bonding. Where, you know, or even Stockholm Syndrome. Where, let's say, Stockholm Syndrome is when um, prisoners, hostages, um, start to sympathize with their captors you know and then you have trauma bonding where people who are in a toxic situation toxic relationship top, you know they don't know how to live life outside of that toxicity they don't life outside of that to, that toxicity is what they're familiar with and um, they're bonded to that person because of that toxicity, because it's familiar to them. Wow, you know what? And if you if you talk about religion, they talk about things called familiars, and a familiar is a little demon. <laughs> you know what I mean? A familiar is a demon. Anyhow, I don't know much about that, but and there's a saying: familiarity breeds. Contempt. That means the more you're around a person, the more you're not going to like them. But anyhow, I'm, I'm digressing by talking about the, the word familiar. I just digressed. I'm sorry. But I'm just saying these people who wrote into the newspaper uh, professing or just sharing their experience, they're still there because they're enjoying the trauma. They're enjoying, they're familiar with the trauma. And they're getting something from it. You know, they're getting more from the trauma than they're getting from not having it. And they're familiar with it. So they don't they don't want to necessarily leave it. That's what they know. That's all they know. You know. It's like um 
It's like um, It's like they have a song that says You can take the boy out the hood But you can't take the hood out the homeboy You can take the boy out the hood But you can't take the hood out the homeboy Now yeah, Whatever I don't know who sang that song Sounds kind of corny now 20 years removed But it's basically saying that You know People like to stay in the way that they are. People are from the the way that people are familiar with living. They they like to stay that way. You know, it's rare that people change. You know, so once they've programmed and once these synapses have been fused and created, and that's something that they were talking about. That that that, that podcast I was listening to was very informative. The one that's called manifesting. To stop self-sabotaging. So what it was saying is, and I'm just paraphrasing. You gotta listen to it for yourself. It basically said that, you know, every time we put these bad thoughts out, we're creating a new. It's like we're creating a new memory. It's like we're creating a new. Uh, a st- we're storing a new. Uh, we're storing that in our brain and in our like 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 permanent storage in our brain. So what they were saying, like you know, you can't. All of those bad things you said about yourself, all of those bad thoughts that you're harboring, all of those bad behaviors and whatever that you program into yourself, you can't erase them. What you got to do is start putting in more good ones. You can't erase them. The bad ones are still there. You got to start putting in new good ones and storing a lot of good ones to overcome the bad ones. You know? So, destructive, toxic behavior, trauma bonding, um, you know, Abuse, self-medication to the point of abuse, you know, all, all of these things. Um, they require reprogramming, you know, to, 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 to get out of that. It requires reprogramming of your brain somewhat. And it's not, you can't erase the bad stuff. You can't erase the bad things that have happened. You can't erase the trauma. You can't erase, erase your, your addiction necessarily and all these things. What you got to start doing is start adding good practices increase the number of good practices now anyhow these people are talking about their relationship in this newspaper it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship it could be your relationship with food it could be your relationship with money it could be your relationship with your work ethic and your job and your, your you know everything with the sun I, I don't know sunlight you know animals you know your dog whatever the case may be you know what I mean it, it, it goes across the board. It's not necessarily just one way. It's not just one. Um, it's not just. Uh, it's not just applicable to that situation. And you know what? That's why religion is so useful. Because guess what? It tries to. It tries to give you a playbook for every situation. You know. It tries to give you a playbook for every situation to help you navigate this world. Because, you know, we're all born just brand new, clean slates, trying to navigate the environment. Well, fortunately and or unfortunately, the world is always changing. So it may not be applicable to every situation. Like, for instance, in Ecclesiastes, they say something like, uh, I think it's in Ecclesiastes. They say something like, uh, if you don't have a sword, sell your coat and go buy one. Now, uh, nobody's fighting with swords anymore. What is he talking about? You know what I mean? So you, it's, it's not necessarily... It's not word for word. 
got to kind of figure it out. But, um, you know, anyhow, you know, I'm not really that religious, not that learned either when it comes to the Bible. I just know one or two maybe uh, quotes that I just paraphrase because I don't, I can't quote it word for word. Um, uh, but yeah, it's just a playbook trying to help you figure out the world. Some people say it's a crutch for the for the uneducated or it's a it's a opium of the weak or whatever you want to call it. But that's not that depends on how you read it. You know? That depends on how you read it. Are you reading it from a position where you're using the teachings to benefit yourself or you're using the teachings to benefit a person, an individual, a human. I mean outside of yourself. To serve a person. You know? You're supposed to be serving God directly, not people. Obeying God directly, not people. When you start, when the people get involved, then that's where the problem starts, for the most part. So, you know, but I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I don't speak in absolutes. That's my opinion. That's how I see it. That's how I see it could make sense. That's how it makes sense to me. You know, and I know it's, you know, I, you know I'm always talking. But in Spanish, biblioteca means library. Biblioteca means library. So if biblioteca got the word Bible in it, then the Bible is a library, right? <laughs> Anyhow, man, don't listen to me. But let's let's go down that line. The Bible is a library. That's why it's got so many books. It's the book of this, the book of that, the book of this, the book of John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, uh, Ecclesiastes, Timothy, uh, all these different books. It's a collection of books. Different, different, different authors, different times. You got the, the Torah, which is the Old Testament. And then you got the New Testament, right? Well, that's how I interpret it. But the, um, but um, and then you have some other books. What is it? What's the what's the other one that they talk about? The Book of Esau. Is it the Book of Esau? The Book of Enoch, or something like that. You got the. You got some other ones. You got the Kebra. You got the. I don't know. You got the what's the one? What's the one that Madonna was into? I don't remember what it was. So you got all these different, different, different books and books, the additional books that are not in a regular Bible. You got the King James Version. You got the New Modern Version. You got this version. You got that version. Whatever the case may be. Anyhow, it's a collection of books. So it's like a library. You know, a library. This guy comes from over here. This guy comes from over here. This guy comes from this time. This guy comes from that time. This guy wrote something down, maybe. This guy verbally relayed that. This guy over here, you know, whatever. And then, then you know, of course, they were translated from this language into that language. And this word means that. And it's so, you know, it's growing. It's evolving somewhat. And, and then you can also say that it's also corrupted based on political, business, corporate interests, national interests, um, political interests, whatever the case may be, personal interests etc of course just like everything that man touches right so i don't condemn it 
I see that there's a lot of useful information and teachings in it. Yeah. Now, um, going back to the people talking about their relationships, they really don't want to leave, you know. They don't want to leave. They're getting something. They get, like I said, every relationship is a transaction. Every, every relationship is transactional. They're getting something. The guy who's maintaining a woman, he's getting something or he wants something. He doesn't just do it altruistically. There's something he's getting. Either he's getting. Okay, you figure it out. The, 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 the lady who is dealing with the guy who doesn't want to show his face or post her on the internet, she's getting something. I don't know what it, what it, what, I can't, I can't think what it is because I'm not a woman, so I don't really know. So, um, they're lying to themselves by saying that they want to get out. Basically, they don't want to get out. Maybe if they start telling the truth to themselves that, you know what, I don't want to get out. They'll just stay there. Or they'll say, you know what, I'm actually not doing anything to get out. I want to get out and I'm not doing anything to get out because I'm enjoying this part. But this toxic part is actually worse. I enjoy this part, but the toxic part is too much. I think they already know the toxic part that they don't like, but what is the part that they do like? And which one, What is it worth it? But they can't really admit that they enjoy the toxicity. That's my opinion. I'm just speaking. Um, I'm not in their head. There's something they're enjoying, there's something they're getting. What is it that you're enjoying and getting that's allowing you to put yourself in this position that you claim that you don't like? You don't like it? Why are you there? Well, that one, two, three, four, five. Okay. The things that you don't like, put that on one side of the scale. The things that you are staying for, put that on one side of the scale. Which one? is worth more to you well then if it's worth more to you to stay in the situation you stay which you're doing already apparently or is it worth you to get the social clout the social uh, whatever the heck you want to call it the social acceptance for them to post you on the internet for them to claim you if you want them to claim you and that's important more important than whatever else you're enjoying about them then then you um this guy just turned from the wrong lane like oh my gosh oh my goodness people are inconsiderate now the um now I'm being inconsiderate driving all slow (laughs) so what I'm saying about that. Let the um let the let the let the let the let the let the if it's worth more to you for you to get the social clout and for you to get what you think is respect or what you interpret as respect based on social media or whatever else you know disrespect you feel like you're going through if that's what is more important to you then you need to get out um, but guess what? That takes energy. That takes breaking that relationship off. That takes ending the 
trauma bonding that you so much enjoy. Hey, man, you know, we ain't better than nobody else. Can't say I haven't done the same. Anyhow, thanks for listening.